And we're back for episode number 10 of the Illini Basketball Podcast on Ethan Carter Sports World, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, whatever order uh, that should be in. But um, Alphabetical, probably. That should be... You, I think you, you were close to right. O-P, what's the alphabet? M-N-O-P, <laughs> so it's Anchor, Apple, Spotify. There you go. Yeah, okay, so a couple games to talk about, the Purdue and Wisconsin uh, matchups, plus previewing the Rutgers matchup, a couple other things in between there. Uh, last game, or the game before the Wisconsin game, which was Sunday uh, against Purdue, which is hard to remember at this point. Yeah, it was but, a while uh, ago. 63-37 win for the Illini, 10-5 and five on the year after this win. My player of the game for this game was Alan Griffin. Uh, he was very good. Alan Griffin had a good game. My player of the game actually is uh, going to be Trent Frazier. Um, I felt like he finally is finally coming into taking the role of a point guard seriously. Um, he had 12 points, two rebounds, one assist. The big key, though, is he had zero turnovers. And he he didn't have the great – I mean, they're not the greatest stats, but but offensively he ran ran the offense well. And defensively he shut down uh, Purdue, which, which all of Illinois did. But I, I feel like Frazier was the leader of that. Um, so kind of a big surprise uh, this game, I think. Um, Illinois was a one-and-a-half point favorite, of course, playing at home. Um, you know, I, I had 62-57, and you had uh, Illinois losing 52-60. Um, <laughs> but, but to hold Purdue to 37 points is, is pretty darn amazing, you know. Um, Purdue, not only was, was the, the defense really good, Purdue couldn't shoot. Um, start of the game, 0 for 8. End of the game, like 25% from the field, and – 17% from behind the arc and and I talked about it you know going into this game is that they had to shut down Sasha and and the other three-point shooter um, they they needed to do that and they did that well as a matter of fact nobody from Purdue scored in double digits so um, very well defensive game for them um, and like I said Trent just it seemed like he is be becoming more of a point guard which I hope opens up him being more productive with either shooting or getting to the hole and, you know, making those dump passes that he needs to do. Um, but starting off the game, uh, I, first time down the floor, uh, Georgie throws up a three. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why Underwood gives him the green light. I don't know if Underwood's giving him the green light, but Georgie needs to stop. Um, he was one for four. He actually did make one this game. Um, but I would like to see him uh, zero for zero. That that would be ideal, um, and and Underwood did run a post off in offense one time, um, had Georgie and Kofi down on the post. I think it was in the second half, um, and uh, Georgie went and set a screen. Uh, Georgie ended up getting the ball, coughed it up, did something, made it you know kind of got stuck. But uh, after that, went completely away from it, back to the weave. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I don't know, but in the, you know, we'll talk about it later, but in the Wisconsin game, Georgie was down low a lot more. So I think they're, they're finally getting that figured out. Um, and he, he just, when they do that weave, he just gets the ball too far away and they're going to let him shoot. Any team's going to let him shoot. So, um, and, and Georgie's also, he's getting in foul trouble early, um, which, is kind of hurting the team, I believe, uh, because then you got to bring in Kipper, and uh, Kipper does Kipper things. Uh, I at one point I had like three things in a row that he you know messed up or whatever, but um, he missed it. He had a breakaway layup that he couldn't make. Um, had some bad offensive fouls, and then he does that. He gets the ball 15 feet from the basket, and he he tries to put his butt to the guy and and back up a little bit, and then he shoots this fadeaway jumper, which I, I don't mind Kipper being in the game, but don't let him shoot and don't let him touch the ball. That's all I'm asking, you know. <laughs> he did make a three, and I think he had a really nice assist um, this game, or that might have been the Wisconsin game, but he, he made a nice pass into Kofi one time. Um, and then Alan Griffin is, 
is far and above becoming one of the better players on the team. Uh, I, I don't like this this lineup that that Underwood's doing with getting him in, though. Um, I don't mind him not starting, but he, he doesn't have him starting. And then he runs – he changes the lineup, you know, three minutes in, and he puts in Griffin, Kipper, and Felice. And, I mean, and then he takes out, you know, Io and DeMonte – which is fine, but but I don't understand why you're having Iowa goes go to the bench so early, you know. Um, but you know, Al Griffin, you said he was your player of the game. He had some good numbers: uh, two of four from three, six of eight from the field. And not only is he making those threes now, um, he's he's getting to the basket too, which is nice to see. So, um, all in all, it was just a really good game. Um, and and we we've talked about Griffin getting starting time and and Underwood did say he said I I like him coming off the bench he's dapping guys up I like what he's bringing high motor guy off the bench I like him with Dre of course speaking of Felice there um, so I I don't mind him coming in with Felice but why is Kipper coming in with him is what I I can't <laughs> wrap my head around. Um, so, it, all in all, good game. You know, 11 – it was 11-1 at the 13-minute mark, 32-19 at half. Um, and and then uh, second – they shot uh, – Illinois was 4-9 from three in the first half. So, they're, they're starting to shoot. And they did throw up a stat. Uh, Illinois was 319th in the country coming into this game, shooting threes. So, uh, and, that, and that's – I've said that. That's been a big part of – of the losing when they do lose games is because they're not shooting three. So they can't get the ball down low because everybody's just going to let them shoot. Um, and I, I think that Kipper played like 15 minutes in that first half. I think, what'd you say? He played 24 minutes in the game. 24 minutes. Yeah. Um, so that brings in, in the fact that, you know, Tevion Jones isn't playing. I, I think he got in um, for like two minutes uh, ended up uh, offensive foul, and and it didn't even look like a hard. It looked more of a flop to me. I don't know if if the flop call is not going to be called in league play or what. They were real enforce. They were enforcing it a lot, you know, in in pre pre um, you know conference play, and now you don't see it very often. But he literally, you know, uh, fouled. You know, took an offensive or you know got a charge called on him and then immediately went to the bench and never came back in. Uh, and, and Underwood is, is keep saying that he's got to earn it and who's he going to play in front of. And I can think of one guy in particular that he could easily play in front of. And I don't know if Tevion's, you know, maybe he's not playing that well in practice, but when you win a game 63, 37, let the man play a little, how's he supposed to get into game shape or game form? when he never gets in, you know, when it matters. I, I think it's weird. Um, but maybe, maybe I, you know, maybe I'm just thinking about, you know, he won that game, you know, he had that great game last year in New York and that that's the Tevion I think that we're going to get. Maybe he's not there yet. And he doesn't seem right now. He doesn't seem to mind it. And I've said that before. Um, so he, he seems to enjoy, enjoy playing for Illinois. Um, maybe, maybe he enjoys the fact that he got, you know, two second chances or whatever, but um, I felt like this game, they were cutting. Well, Illinois was, there weren't a lot of lulls in the offense. You know, Illinois always has like that five minutes of, of not doing anything. Um, they, they were really good. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw it uh, at one point in the game, Illinois has been doing this thing like on the inbounds um, where they're like standing at, out they're standing in in play while the ref is standing there while the ref put the ball down against in this game uh apparently they're getting fed up with Illinois doing that but I've noticed that they've been doing that a lot they like stall it's kind of weird um and uh after the game Underwood did mention that they didn't even show any game tape of Michigan State game because he didn't want them to dwell on just a poor shooting night which which Illinois got blown out of the gym and it was they did shoot bad um, but they were completely outplayed, I believe. 
So, but I think, I think that's a, a great thing. I think, I think it's good that Underwood didn't do that. Um, this was the 18th, 1800, 1800th win for the fighting Illini basketball team and the 18th team in division one history to reach that mark. So um, I, it was a good team win. Uh, Purdue underperformed immensely. Uh, so, you know, Trevion Williams, had six points last night. I think he had like 35 against Michigan. So Illinois got the defense there and the big guys um, just, they luckily they weren't in foul trouble too much this game. The Wisconsin game was a different story, but um, that's kind of my breakdown of the game. What, what do you got number wise for me? Well, first off uh, all the eight teens, too bad they don't have 18 championships. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> they do have 18 minus 18 championships. So yeah, that's good. That's a good but, number. Um, 43 or 46 to 34 rebounds. Uh, advantage for the Illini. That's not too bad. Uh, yeah, Purdue was 17% from three and 25% from the field. Illinois yeah. was 45 and 36. So pretty big difference between the two offensively. And I think it was probably 60%, 60 to 70% of Purdue just being terrible offensively. They were really bad. And then the rest was Illinois, which is like 30 yeah. to 40. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think Illinois has proven that they can hold Big Ten opponents to lower point totals, which they have done last couple of years, a few times yeah. last year at least. Uh, and I don't think that Illinois is going to be the type of team that's going to be able to um, – have a have a shootout or a uh, run and gun against a Big Ten team. Maybe they can. They haven't proven that. Yeah. Uh, a little worried about the shooting prior to these couple of games. They shot better, but um, the Big Ten's not really a run and gun league, though. So if it if it gets that way, though, that might that might be the the reason why the Big Ten hasn't won a national title in how I many mean, years? Virginia wasn't that way last year, and they won. True. True. Virginia was Big Ten style mm-hmm. defense. And timely offense. Yeah, you're right. But other than that, I mean, I think uh, the Big Ten is going to get a championship this year. You think? Yep. I hope so. And if I had to guess who it is, I would say the Illinois Fighting Illini. There we go. (laughs) That's what I like to hear. So, yeah, it was just – it was a good game. Um, It was just one of those – it was kind of a weird game. Like – for the fact that Purdue only scored 37 points, you, and you said that was the lowest they've ever scored in their whole history of basketball. Yeah, um, wild. That, it, it's unreal. So, But, you know, Illinois was, was part of that against Michigan State, you know, where they were 0 for 25 from 30. And, you know, so, so that happens. There's nights like that. But. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's all we have to say about the Purdue win. Uh, good W, good W. That's yeah. I mean, we could talk about the Big Ten now. That's a good, good way. Okay, okay. Big Ten craziness, which is Ohio State being off to an awful start in conference play. Yeah. Um. So I I just kind of wrote down since last Friday. These are kind of the games that that matter. I guess the ones that kind of meant something uh wisconsin goes to ohio state beats them then of course illinois goes to wisconsin and beats wisconsin for um and then uh rutgers uh beats nebraska which sat nebraska and it's but everybody thought rutgers was not going to be good so the fact that rutgers is three and one and second in the big 10 right now is kind of crazy uh penn state uh beats iowa penn state was at home Michigan State just knocks the socks off of Michigan. Uh, Maryland beats Ohio State. Rutgers beats Penn State. Nebraska beats Iowa. (laughs) Um, And then Indiana barely beat Northwestern at home. And then Michigan beats Purdue in double overtime last night. How many points did Purdue score in that game? Last night? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But it was went, went into double overtime. <laughs> so I'm finding this out. How many they scored? Uh, 78. 
How many did they score in regulation? Do the math, like 65? Probably, yeah. I mean, that's the big 10 for you right there. Mm-hmm. One game they scored 37. 37. They, their first three out of their three out of their first four games, they didn't reach 60 in the big 10. Yep. And then yep. that. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, the, as, as it shakes down, the top four teams right now in the Big Ten are Michigan State at 5-0. and Maryland and Rutgers are both 3-1. and And Illinois sitting in fourth place at 3-2. and um, And then Ohio State's 1-3. and Correct? Um, yep. They lost and, to um, – who, who did Ohio State lose to? They lost to Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Maryland, and Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota, which is surprising, too. It's um, hard to gauge what the Big Ten's going to be like. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on right now. They're they're just going to beat each other up. And I was talking to somebody last night, and they said, you know, uh, El, or the Big Ten could get nine teams in, but they're going to have a hard time getting nine teams above five hundred. I think they're going to have a hard time getting any like top three seeds. <laughs> yeah, maybe Michigan State has a chance at that, but. Uh, and uh, home teams uh, have only lost four games so far in the Big Ten this year. So I think it's like 28 and four or something like that. Um, and of course, one of those games was the uh, Wisconsin Illinois game. And then you have the Michigan, uh, when Michigan lost to Michigan State. The other two, yep. I wouldn't know, but might have been Iowa at Penn State. Nebraska lost one at home to Rutgers, I think. Was Iowa at home when they lost or when they beat? Mm. Who did? Who the hell? Penn State was the home team. I believe. Did Iowa win that game? Uh, yeah. So is that the fourth one? <laughs> um, Iowa was at home and uh, Penn State beat them. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. I guess that's it. But Illinois is at home for for one year, so they need that. If they can win on the road, they uh, should be able to win at home. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, big road win against uh, Wisconsin ended up seventy one seventy. Wisconsin was a four point favorite. I had fifty eight fifty five. You had sixty four sixty. We both had an Illinois win, so. Um, Which is weird, but you know, <laughs> um, they they absolutely needed this game, um, needed to win this game. Uh, they haven't won in the Cole Center since 2010, and they hadn't beat Wisconsin since 2011. And apparently, Underwood had it on the bulletin board or whatever. But uh, Coburn afterwards, Coburn had, uh, was interviewed after the game and talked about how it had been 3,299 days since Illinois beat Wisconsin. So, um, Coburn, I don't know if you've watched him in interviews and stuff. He, he seems like a, a awesome guy. Um, just funny and, you know, really, really do like him. Um, uh, my player of the game, I had Io. Me too. Uh, he completely dominated this game, um, for Illinois. Um, basically ran every offense through himself. Uh, 18 points, five rebounds, six assists, and, of course, had had the three um, at the end of the game to, uh, you know, has that ice ice in his veins. What's he do? Shoots, what's he shooting in his arm? I don't know, but he is so <laughs> inconsistent with these big threes. Like, he'll hit he one is. and he'll miss three. He is, and that's why – but but in Underwood talked about it afterwards. He he lives for those moments, and, and there's a lot of guys that – that don't want to step up in that time. And you know what? When you have a guy like Io that wants to step up and wants to do it, um, he was getting – I mean, that dude – I don't know if you saw – there was a picture of the guy literally had his arm wrapped around Io's arm. Um, and, of course, no foul call because we're playing – Shocker. But uh, I felt like it was a really clean game from Io. Uh, he, had, he played 37 minutes this game, and he had some really nice passes to Kofi. Because when the game started, there were a few times on the pick and roll where Iowa, he would he was not getting the ball to Kofi. Kofi, you know, would set the screen and then have a six-foot-two guy on him. And for some reason, Iowa wouldn't get him the ball. And then they started running that, you know, run that alley-oop play, things like that. Um, but, but like, I, I literally was frustrated with him to start the game because he wasn't getting the ball there. Um, of course, I – 
I, for some reason, I always, I always have Georgie written down first. Um, he, he got to play a lot down low more this game. It felt like um, he got the ball, had some nice post moves. It, it was nice to see him down there. Uh, he did get in foul trouble early. Uh, didn't play much of the first half. And, but, but towards the end of the game, those guys, Kofi and Griffin, of course, Griffin got his third foul like 10 seconds into the second half. Um, so he only got 19 minutes played. Still had an amazing game. Um, but Kofi, Georgie, and Griffin played really well, the, you know, the last three or four minutes with four fouls. Um, but again, you know, game started um, a little sluggish or whatever, brought in Griffin. Again, brought in Griffin with Kipper and Felice and then left in Kofi and Frazier. I, I don't understand that line change. Um, like I said before, it, it, it seems weird to me. Um, but Kipper ended up playing 20 minutes in the game, um, in a game that really mattered. Uh, he was two of five, zero for one from three, and but on that three that he missed, that's one where Io came in and threw that ball down with a throw. I didn't even know Io could jump like that. Um, you t- you texted me right afterwards and said Io's back, um, but he had two rebounds. Kipper had two rebounds and three of the seven turnovers on the team. So, so you ask me how who's Tavion going to play over? There's your answer. You just, you give this guy 20 minutes, and that's that's kind of numbers he puts up. Um, he did have one foul 95 feet from the basket when Illinois decided to run a little press, and he just basically ran the guy over, fouled him. And, you know, Wisconsin, I don't know what the free throw line was, um, but there for a while, I think first half it was like uh, they were like 12 of 12, and Illinois had shot in like three free throws. Um, it tightened up a little bit towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I felt like Frazier, you know, kind of disappeared the first half. Um, of course, he, he's always he, – he's turned into this really good defensive player. So, so I don't mind him not being on the offense. Of course, you know, you, you need him to hit some threes for you. And he ended up, he ended up hitting some threes. But he just kind of wasn't there for the whole first half. Um, I felt like Feliz really struggled this game. I I think he missed. I don't know. He shot. What did he shoot? One of. He was three of nine from the field, and a lot of those are those Feliz little jumpers. You know that he takes it to the hole, bumps off a guy, and makes it. And they just weren't going down for him. But my big stat for Feliz was he shot four threes. He made one, but. Feliz is – I feel like Feliz is like Georgie. They needed to both shoot zero threes. I feel like that's that's kind of kind of how that should be. Feliz needs to be one of those guys that gets into the paint and he can dish or, you know, go up. I don't mind that he misses, you know, or that he only makes two of five from the field, you know, if, he, you know, he's getting to the basket. Those are a lot better opportunities for him to score than shooting those threes. So – um, Griffin, of course, another solid game from him, uh, ended up with, uh, 12 points, uh, three of four from three. So all, so, and then he had one take and he had one free throw. Illinois really needs to clean up their free throws. Uh, I text you before Georgie missed his free throw after the game that Illinois was, was one of two every time they went to the line. And so, you know, you make, you know, half of those and you end up winning by like five or six. So it's something they really need to figure out um, as far – and you get guys going to the free throw line like Griffin and like Frazier, and they're still not making both of them. So um, it, Griffin, another uh, double-digit night. Did you have a stat on that or something? I don't know what – him having double digit games. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh four straight games and double figures and five of his last six. And this quote also says from John Rothstein, adding significant perimeter depth and he is starting to emerge. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um the the one game that he didn't score double digits, he had eight points in. So eight. Um yeah. And he also had 
12 rebounds this game? Do they have 12 rebounds this game or the Purdue game? I don't have the stats for the players. So uh, I think he had 12 it. rebounds in the Purdue. He had a double-double in the Purdue game. 12 rebounds in the Purdue game. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I, I just love, I love Griffin's aggression, his passion. Uh, he's one of those guys that that he just looks like he wants to be there and he wants to contribute. Um, and I know we talked about his shot a little bit uh, last week, but when he makes a three, that thing is so pure. It's, I mean, it doesn't rattle. It doesn't, that thing is in the net and it, it looks pretty. Um, I did see that he is the sixth highest offensive efficiency in the country and the sixth best two point percentage in the country. So, uh, definitely becoming one of the top shooters in, in the country. Um, of course, I talked about foul trouble and, you know, down the stretch, playing with foul trouble. This game was poorly officiated, in my opinion. Um, but you, when you go up to Wisconsin and you play at the Cole Center, I, I think this is – everybody knows this. Um, but Wisconsin was in the bonus at 10-15 in the first half and 12-26 in the second half. So, <laughs> uh, kind of crazy numbers uh, as far as, you know, the fouls and stuff. Uh, Kofi had a solid game, uh, ended up with 15 points, 6-9 from the field. The ones that he's missing, though, are the ones where he's going away from the basket. When he gets that ball either face towards the hoop or just a, a drop step to, you know, the left or right where he's on the baseline. But when he starts going to that middle, uh, his, his touch just isn't there yet. Um, but uh, he, he played well. Uh, he uh, left Potter open for a three one time, and then Illinois immediately came down, and they ended up running the weave after that. Um, and this, you know, it ended up being Frazier had to force up a three. I don't understand this weave offense. Uh, it seems to just kill clock, uh, like we've said. And then it's a forced up shot instead of getting the ball down to Kofi and, you know, letting things happen. Um, Wisconsin ended up going on a 7-0 run over that point. And uh, Illinois ended up being down six at half, which I text you, I wasn't, I wasn't upset with that. Uh, being down six was not – a bad it could have been five if Illinois could make some free throws, but um, I it just uh, so Griffin, like I said, had uh, three fouls 10 seconds in. Kofi got his third foul seven with 17 minutes left in the game. Um, and it you know that that hurt Illinois for a little while, but uh, Kobe King from Wisconsin was was lights out, and I feel like Illinois always this always happens at Illinois where. They, you know, they're trying to shut down, you know, Trice and Reavers and, you know, these guys. And then there's always this unknown guy, which I – and I haven't watched Wisconsin much, but from what I know, Kobe King was not a 10-for-3, 21-point-a-game guy, you know. Um, and and it was it was DeMonte's guy, and DeMonte's in there to play defense. That's, that's the only reason why he's in the game. And it, it just – I don't know if it's Underwood – has a bad scouting report, or if they just focus on one guy too much. Um, there was one point where Kipper was guarding him, and literally all King did was take a step to the left, hard step, and Kipper damn near fell over. <laughs> and just King went straight to the basket. Um, it was just uh, – Kipper ended up turning the ball over with like six and a half minutes left, and I, I feel like Underwood finally had enough uh, – Kipper never came back in the game. Um, so he played – Kipper played 20 minutes and didn't see the court for the last seven. So he's still getting a lot of playing time. Like I said, I don't mind Kipper. Kipper, when he's rebounding or putting – you know, getting putbacks, but he he had one point running the weave where he carried the ball. They didn't call it, but um, he just he, – I a college basketball player should not have to look down at the ball to try to dribble it. And I, I catch Kipper doing that more than anybody else. Um, but game, you know, towards the end, it, uh, it looked, you know, Illinois finally started hitting those shots. The ones that Illinois fans are like, 
you know, last year, you know, Illinois only won 12 games, but there were a lot of games where if they would have just made some shots, they could have won. And, and good on them on staying in the game. Um, uh, I, I was talking about the alley-oop to uh, Kofi, and uh, after, you know, one of them, I think Kofi got fouled on it. And the, the Wisconsin guys get together and they're like, every time they do that, they're going to throw an alley-oop to him. Well, the next time down, they ran that play and Io found Griffin, which was a great read by Io. Um, and I don't know if that was on Underwood because Underwood talked about how they were setting that up all game. That, that's what he was telling us after the game is that that, that was their setup the whole time. So the next time down, uh, they left Griffin open and Griffin hit a huge three uh, to tie the game. And then uh, Illinois gets a stop and Io comes down, takes a 15 foot jumper, which I really wasn't a fan of. Um, they were down two with two minutes left. Illinois calls timeout. And that's when uh, they ran the play and found Io gave it up, which I love to see, just like he did with Griffin. Gave the ball up, hit, hit Trent in the corner for a huge three um, for Illinois to go on a 10-2 run to get back into this game and take the lead. Um, they were up one, uh, playing good defense. Griffin's guy cuts across, and, and this is the one thing. I, I love Griffin. I love his passion and how aggressive he is. But he came across and just, I mean, he literally just like ran into the guy. And, and, and in those situations, you got to know when to pull back just a little bit. Um, they ended up, I, they ended up missing the free throw, I believe. Um, and then IO, well, no, they made both free throws. IO comes down, makes a great play, goes to the basket, gets a bucket. Um, and then they get the defensive stop. And then that's when IO comes down and does a little Michael Jordan shimmy and, and knocks her down. Um, and then, and then uh, you know, Illinois is up four. You're thinking, here we go, no threes. That's all Illinois needs. And they played great defense. Somehow it, it, it bobbled around. Uh, Kobe King got it and, and hits a miraculous three, I thought. Um, so uh, Illinois gets the ball in, and Trent Frazier, and you, you're, you messaged me about this, uh, Passes it to Georgie, the only guy you don't want to give the ball to, right? In that situation, all you want to do is is get somebody to the line. Um, Georgie ends up missing the front end of the one and one but they come down, and Georgie plays the best defense I've seen him play in a while. He's straight up in Wisconsin, where you know they're going to call a foul if you do anything. Straight up, tries, tries to go to the basket. Georgie straight up can't make a play. Uh, ended up being, you know, ended up being a huge win for Illinois. Much needed, huge win. So, um, it was the first time that Illinois scored uh, over 70 points in 28 games versus Wisconsin. And uh, I, Underwood said they shot 62% in the second half. Illinois did. So, it's good to see. Good to see. But. Um, and then in the post game, I know we're talking about Griffin not getting playing time or not getting starts. Um, he was still defending the fact that Griffin, because everybody asks him about it. You know, we're not the only guys saying why isn't Griffin starting? Um, and, and and I'm fine with Griffin coming off the bench. I'm not fine with him coming off the bench with Kipper. Um, I think that's a that's a terrible game plan. But. Um, and then he talked about uh, Underwood talked about in the presser, the post game press, um, Wisconsin. I guess when Illinois was down uh, running offense down in front of Wisconsin's bench, they were calling out what plays were being called. And you know, Illinois lost the first half by six. And Underwood's like, I, I don't care. They still have to defend it. I'll give them my play card. And I'm like, I just can't understand. Like you, you run the weave. What do you mean? Um, Wisconsin's just Wisconsin's a team of of fundamentally sound, good basketball players that know the game. They're smart, and and when they were down there and they were in front of their bench, they knew what was coming. And I feel like a lot of people know what's coming with Illinois. You know, they do the the three man weave, and then they run off a screen, 
that guy's supposed to go. They have a guy in the corner. It's, it's literally the same thing over and over again. Um, so I think that he needs to uh, change that up. I, we've talked about that. And then, of course, Tevion didn't even see the floor this game. So, Shocker. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was a fun game to watch. I was uh, curled up in my hoodie begging for a win. Um, but but I shot the ice and ice water in my veins or whatever as soon as Io hit that three. I was jumping. I think I woke up the whole house. So but those are they, that's when it's fun to be in the line eye. And and you know, you, you look at Twitter and stuff like that and everybody's like, you know, that they, they won by one. You know, don't get me wrong. They didn't, you know, blow Wisconsin out. But it was but can you imagine if they would have lost by one? Twitter changed from this team's going to the tournament, doing great things. If they would have lost by one, it would have been this team's terrible. I'm done watching this year. And and maybe that's just Illinois Twitter, but you know that's what the what it would have been. That's what I would think. <clears throat> that's what you would have posted, I'm sure. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but great win. Um, like I said, it it was it it was good. It's good for this team, I think. I just hope that they don't come in to rut, you know, play Rutgers and it's, you know, it's kind of like when Ohio, when Wisconsin went to Ohio State and beat them and then came home and lost to Illinois. I hope that's not not the path that Illinois is on right now. I bet it is. But um, <laughs> so I have two words to describe uh, Kipper Nichols. I hope Coach is listening. Um, <laughs> Kipper Nichols, he – Sucks. <laughs> All I have to say about that. So I hope that they get the message and uh, maybe flip his minutes over to someone else. Uh, I maybe Hamlin. Hamlin got some playing time. Oh boy! But that could, that could be worse. Uh, but that he got playing time because they needed him, um, just because of the foul trouble. But Kipper sucks. Kipper's not very good. It's he not sucks. very good. So statistically, uh, Wisconsin won the rebound battle 32-29. Uh, Wisconsin was 43% really? from the field and 26% from three. Illinois was 28 of 57 from the field, which is 49% and 43% from three. And then uh, from the free throw line, <laughs> Wisconsin was 20 for 23. And Illinois was eight for 15, which is 53%. That's brutal. And I think they shot 50% against Purdue. They gotta so, figure that out. I, I don't know what you do. Like, I, I kids don't make free throws. Just I don't keep know. shooting free throws. <laughs> That's all you do. Just yep. stay and shoot free throws. Um, so, next up, we'll just finish this thing off with the Rutgers game. Which yeah. Is tomorrow afternoon. Yes. Uh, whenever that is. Um, <clears throat> huge. Eleven o'clock a.m. Yep. is actually when it Central is. Central Standard Time. Yes. Yes. 11 a.m. Huge, uh, huge Big Ten game. Rutgers is 12 yeah. and 3. Hard to believe huge Big Ten game, but <laughs> yeah, it is. 3 and 1 in the Big Ten. Uh, they're pretty talented up and down. Uh, Ron Harper Jr. leads the team in points at 12.5, I think, which yep. is pretty low for a leader. Well, they they kind of, from what I saw, they kind of spread their stats. Um, uh, like Harper's uh, 12.4, uh, Geo Baker's 11.4. Miles Johnson is 9.7. Yeoba is uh, 9.2. And then they have three other guards that uh, average between seven and eight and a half. Um, and all these guys, there's they have eight guys that play 19 plus minutes. So they, uh, there's a lot of in and out, you know, they're, they're changing the line. They keep high, high pace, high intensity. Um, but, uh, as far as Rutgers, they've beaten uh, in the Big Ten, of course, uh, beaten Penn State playing at home. They beat Nebraska at Nebraska, and then they beat Wisconsin at home. Um, and they only lost to Michigan State at Michigan State by 12, which is a lot better than Illinois did when they went there. Yep. Um, but besides uh, them playing Seton Hall, which they beat Seton Hall by 20, um, they were and, and the teams they've played in the Big Ten, they really haven't played a lot of other teams, notable teams. Um, which I said, neither has Illinois, really. Um, but but this is a huge game. You can't can't come in. You can't be let down. 
Uh, playing in the morning always is is weird too. I mean, eleven o'clock game. Um, uh, Rutgers has won five straight, and um, this is their best opening fifteen games since like nineteen seventy six. So, um, they the Rutgers has proven they can play with anybody, and uh, it's it's just it's really hard to believe that. Right now, Rutgers is sitting in second in the Big Ten. Illinois is in fourth. And basically, if Illinois wins this game, they'll be sitting in third place. Um, wow. So, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, they're, they're just they're, – they're a good team, a lot of energy. And uh, Illinois just got to keep that defensive pressure up, be very suffocating – um, and hopefully that they're still running that Kofi and Georgie down low. I don't want to see, and I understand that there there are offenses where you're going to have Georgie out. I get it, but 85 percent of the time Georgie needs to be down where he's comfortable, and, and you can tell when he's comfortable. There there's a huge difference between Georgie with the ball 25 feet away from the basket and Georgie with the ball five feet away from the basket. Um, so you just gotta. Got to keep that going. Um, like I said, they just can't – they can't have a letdown after beating Wisconsin and then, you know, come back home. They they still need to win every home game. Um, that's st- still still what they need to do. Um, but uh, Rutgers seems to do a lot of guard scoring. Um, their two leading scorers are guards. Um, their center is only 6'10". I say only 6'10", but um, – uh, He's not seven foot. So, uh, but yeah, they, they run, it looks like they run a three guard, a forward and a center offense most of the time. So uh, they just, they, they need to hopefully Frazier, you know, keeps that defense up. Um, they, they got to contain Harper and Baker and hopefully they can pull this game out. So, so last year, Illinois beat Rutgers 99, 94 in overtime. That was the game where Georgie, at 35 yeah so these teams are i think they're very similar in terms of uh being quote unquote on the rise because i don't know if they actually are yeah well um, we'll see big 10 you know so haslametrically speaking you know what rucker when rutgers and illinois played each other last year you know what the records were um 11 and 11 for rutgers and illinois was 8 and 15 I mean, a little, bit, a little bit of a difference, yeah. Yeah. 12 yeah. and 3 and 11 and 5, correct? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Illinois has had an easier schedule, and I'm sure Rutgers has too, but they're both probably better. So, Illinois is in the Haslametrics top 25 for the first time in 1,861 days, which is like a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. That's like five years. Yes. Yeah. Five plus. So, Overall ranking, Rutgers is 16. That guy's been doing this for that long? I guess. Never even, never even heard of it until two days ago. Okay. <laughs> Illinois is 23rd and Rutgers is 16th, which I think Rutgers is like 5th or 6th in the Big Ten in uh, the rankings or 4th or 5th or something. Okay. Illinois is like 7th or 8th. Um, so everybody else thinks the Big Ten's really good too. I don't think that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who's better than them? Though? I don't think there's a conference that's overall better, but I think right. They, yeah. So offensive efficiency, Rutgers is 66th, Illinois is 37th. Defensive efficiency, Rutgers is 10th, Illinois 27th. Strength of schedule, Rutgers 88 and uh, Illinois 52. And then a couple others, uh, Rutgers is 22nd in field goal percentage and 10th in field goal percentage allowed. And then momentum, which I don't know how this stat is. Maybe it's based on, you know, strength. So what's, what's Rutgers shooting percentage in the high 40s? I think it was like 40. I got to look here. And also, real quick, uh, Rutgers is 13th in momentum and Illinois is 51st, <laughs> which I don't know how that stat works. But Rutgers is shooting know, 48% the in the field. Okay. And they are allowing 35%. Wow. And then you have Illinois, which is uh, what did I say? I didn't fifty say something. So they were like fifty something, right? They're twenty fourth in field goal percentage and sixtieth in field goal percentage allowed. So thirty nine percent allowed, forty seven percent 
shooting. Okay. Which is, I think it's getting better in the Big Ten since, I mean, they shot 49% against Wisconsin and uh, 45% against Purdue. So. Yeah, well, Rutgers did hold Niagara to 39 points. So Illinois held Purdue <laughs> Purdue's B team to 37. <laughs> yeah. Which Purdue this year is more of a B team than what they've had in the past. But yes. they're still kind of good, but they're not that good at the same time. So it's just weird. Uh, yeah. It's just like them going into Michigan and taking, they had two opportunities to win that game last night, too. Into regulation and into, into the first overtime. They had the ball both times with the score tied. So they, Purdue should have won that game last night. They beat the brakes off of Virginia. Yes. Which, yes. You know, it's whatever. But Virginia's uh, not great again this year. This year, so they lost a lot from their team last year, but anyway, predictions. I got uh, Illinois 75, Rutgers 68. I have Illinois 68, Mm -hmm. Rutgers 66. Oh, close one, huh? Which I think the scoring might be a little higher, but I'm gonna go on the safe side. I mean, Rutgers is both teams are been holding, yeah, They're, they're good defensive teams. Now, yeah, offensively, there's a pretty big difference. There's a 17-position difference between Rutgers and Illinois in defensive efficiency, but offensive efficiency, that's 29. Uh, Illinois is 29 spots ahead there. But, really? Um, I think it's going to be a uh, weird game. Um, I think it's going to probably end up with Illinois starting out super slow. I hope because not. That's I hope they, they come that. out. hope they hit three threes in a row spread Rutgers, and then just feed the ball to Kofi. That's, that's my hope. If they have a steady first half, that's the only way they're going to win these games because if they have a great first half like we saw against Maryland, they play not to lose. Yep. If they play a really bad first half, like against Miami, which isn't a Big Ten game, but it's still a Power 5 team they're playing against, Right. they get just absolutely killed in the first half almost win in the second half. Yeah. If they play a steady game, which is what they played against Wisconsin, they beat Wisconsin. Just yes. saying. Michigan State, not a terrible first half. It was okay. But the fact that Michigan State's so much better. Right. Well, that's a – they play – They play and your buddy Andy Katz talks about it all the time. They played thir- 30 great minutes against Arizona and then No, they didn't. They played like 25 great minutes. They <laughs> 20. Does he okay. even watch basketball? Uh, he like, doesn't watch Illinois. When he's doing the in-studio um, analysis, quote-unquote, is he just sitting there I, on his phone? I should have brought him up. I, I knew I shouldn't have brought him up. I'm going to get him, man. <laughs> we need to get him on this program in the offseason. There we go. That's, and that's we're going to tell him that we're going to want analysis about something, and I'm just going to rip him <laughs> for an hour. I'm going to ask him pointed questions. There you go. I'm going to do it. Uh, so uh, – Last night, just the tip with Tierney. Um, he went two and zero again this week. Uh, he had Illinois um, winning the tip against Wisconsin. And he had Purdue winning the tip. Both of those happened, um, so that makes him four and zero since we started just the tip with Tierney. And uh, he has uh, Illinois to win the tip, I believe, against Rutgers. I thought he went one and one last week. Mm, I don't think so. Because I thought that, uh, like, uh, who who did Illinois play last week? Michigan State and who? Michigan State and did more? Did he pick two games? Wait for it. I'm pretty I sure. I swear he, he lost one. I don't think he did. I think he lost one. Well, <laughs> didn't he pick like Michigan State to win the tip against Illinois? Yeah, Illinois Michigan State won the tip. I don't. I he lost one because you said he went one on one last week. He had a fact. Maybe he had no. He had Purdue. No, we already did that one. He had Illinois winning against A and T, and he had Michigan State winning it. Well, he lost one, but whatever. <laughs> no, but anyways, uh, since he is four and zero, he's feeling so confident that he's willing to raise just the tip to ten dollars. So wow! And then uh, a happy birthday to Lou Henson. It's his 80th birthday today. So. Happy, happy birthdays to him. And that's all I got for the day. So we will be back on January 17th, next Friday, for number 11, episode number 11. Uh, We will review the Rutgers game, hopefully a win, and then uh, previews for the game at home against Northwestern and then on the road against Purdue. 
and uh, probably talk a little bit more about the Big Ten because I'm sure there will be some a lot of more shakeups. Yep. Yep. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully we come back and Illinois has moved to four and two and can sit for a week and just relax for a little bit. So um, then, then bring Northwestern in and give them a thump in and move to five and two. And then who knows? The world is Illinois' oyster, as they say. If they have five wins before the end of January in the Big Ten, they are making the tournament. How many do you think they have to win to, to make the tournament? How many Big Ten games? One, two. Ten, eleven, nine, nine to eleven. Because they have eight home doable. games. They have eight home games left. It's doable. Very doable. So they probably won't win all the home games, but they might win a couple of surprising road games. Yeah. I mean, I technically I think Wisconsin, even though we picked them, I think that was a surprise. I think that they win five to six out of the eight home games, which which puts you at uh eight or nine eight wins. Or nine, and then how many road games they have left? Um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think they win like four of those seven, maybe three. four of them, huh? Okay. I mean, okay, who do they play on the road? Uh Michigan, Purdue, loss. loss. Iowa. When? No, that's a lot. Well, uh, that's a <laughs> uh, win. Okay, Rutgers. Loss. Penn State. Win. Northwestern. Win. Ohio State. Loss. That's, that's what did I say, three there? I think so. That's 11 or 12. 11 There's or 12. no way they went 11 There's... or 12 and not make the tournament. True. Because how many True. wins did that put them out for the season? If they win. If they win 12. Let's say they win, uh, how many more was it? 11. Well, no, eight. You have them winning six and four, right? So ten more games. Okay, so yeah, that's twenty-one wins. There's no way. Yeah, they're definitely in. Well, I mean, if you win twelve games in the Big Ten, you're in. So how many did Indiana win last year? I honestly think if Illinois gets to nine and nine in the Big Ten, they're in. It's so doable. <laughs> and what? So if they so they win six more games, ooh. it would take a massive choke for them to for them to not make the tournament. But if they only win six more games, they'd be eighteen or seventeen and twelve. Yeah, but then they're going to win at least two or three in the Big Ten tournament, you'd think, unless they get a terrible seed. Yeah, I don't the know. Big Ten tournament. It's, it'll be interesting to see if they if they win ten game, you know, nine games in the Big Ten if they get in. They won't. I don't know. They're not going to. I think. I think. I think by the I factor, they're a team that can beat anybody. But don't they measure measure with eyeballs? Does anyone on this committee actually care? Isn't the eye test part of it? (laughs) I don't know, but as long as Andy Katz isn't doing any any of that BS. True. True. I hope I don't know who's on this committee for the NCAA tournament, but it be better not be. There's no way, right? They're gonna do it. No, he's an idiot. There's no way. Dang, going hard. All right. Yeah, we'll be back January 17th, next Friday, episode 11. Hopefully, (laughs) Illinois beats Rutgers. We'll review the Rutgers game, then preview the Northwestern Purdue game. See you then. Have a good one.